Listening Dog Media. The Pod Play with Jack Woods. Steve, thanks yeah. so much for popping down to FC United. Yeah, no, no problem, yeah. What keeps it, because this is the second, obviously, Mac May production play you've done yeah. for us. What keeps attracting you back to this? Well, John's writing, really. Mm. Simple as that. Well, what, 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 what captures you with John's writing? It's just like uh, down-to-earth, working-class sort of uh, humour and stories with a nice little bit of fantasy thrown in. Mm. Works well for me. Um, and it's nice to, to bring his words to life, so to speak. And it, it's a great, great young cast here today. And, of course, Gaz doing the original music, John writing it, Paul producing it. What, what's not to like, you know? I mean, the, the, I think the young, the young cast and all that should... I thought it was exceptional. And I don't really want to do this because it's taking away from John's work. It's not about me. Mm. I think the other cast should be up here answering questions <laughs> from the audience as well. No, I really do. You know, no, I do. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a team effort. So, yeah. you know, I think we should get the lads up here and Gaz, who it? Anyone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we turn this into stars in their eyes. Hello, hello, hello. And tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of that jazz. So again, get involved. Get involved. <laughs> Steve's just trying to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's had a few beers. He's worried what he's going to say. <laughs> Keaton, so, Keaton thinks I've taken his pint, I haven't. Always, always the case. So Jack, what, what brought you into wanting to do this sort of play? So when you read through the script, what attracted yeah. you to it? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I've done one thing with... Oh, it all just went really quiet, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done one thing, a couple of things with Mac May before, um, and I sort of sort of met John and Paul and all of that and um, I knew that they had something in the pipeline to do with something gangstery uh, and I think the craze are a really interesting part of history because um, you know just, much about the craze before you came I did yeah it. I did yeah because I'm a cockney myself so I mm. just yeah no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> alright get back off the stage <laughs> yeah yeah all of that all of that did no, you kill my brother yeah I did yeah I did yeah I did <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, 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 funny that, funny that, yeah, I'm actually from Harrogate, so, um, no, I'm joking, I'm not from Harrogate, um, but yeah, I think they're really, inter- they, they just sort of, I mean, it's really applicable to now, I was just talking to somebody about that before, like, obviously there's so much rubbish going on, and there, there was back then, and there is now, and they just took it into their own hands and said, you know what, screw you lot, we think this is right, and I think, whether that well, that was right morally or not, it, it's just a really interesting part of history, I think. Mm. And was it was it your option creatively to have to work with legitimate Maltesers? Was that part of the process? <laughs> That's a mank made thing, you know. There's always <laughs> seems contract. to be Maltesers on the table. Yeah, it was in my contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Boxer I'm show. only allowed a certain amount an hour, otherwise I get um, <laughs> no. But yeah. Yeah, Paul's watching that, isn't he? Paul's watching, yeah. I mean, Paul's the one that brings the Maltesers, so. And that's a metaphor for everything as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bring the Maltesers and you'll have art is, is the metaphor, yeah. So how did you feel doing this on a stage? Like, it's sort of, because obviously you've, the lines, you're reading live from a script in front of people. Do you feel under pressure in that sense or is it easier when there's like an audience there? Uh, what do you reckon? I, I mean, would say it was easier just because obviously 
you feel like they're there with you and you're getting a bit back um, mm. which is why stage is so different like <coughs> as an actor stage than like TV acting or radio or podcast acting because you are getting that relationship with the audience which obviously through um, a mic normally you wouldn't get mm. um, so hearing them laugh and stuff it kind of yeah. takes you on so you're feeding off this yeah, yeah definitely off it, yeah. how did you find that this because obviously we didn't get to see the read through or any mm. of those bits how did that how did the performance change from that to what we heard tonight well, the read through, we were very drunk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I just sounded like a <laughs> Thursday afternoon at five o'clock. Right, right. uh, I don't know. I don't think it changed. I don't think it changed massively. I think obviously the more you do something with people in general, obviously I know Keaton quite well, but um, with, with sort of Steve and whatnot, I think you sort of become at ease. So um, there's more room for you to have a little bit of fun and maybe think on your feet instead of sort of kind of pretending. And I think that's a great thing about having the script in front of you as well. Obviously, because we had the audience input there, we had a little bit of laughter and um, people smoking on vapes and whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always nice. There's that little bit more adrenaline. Mm. But I mean, if you do, you do a radio play, you know, you're in the studio and it's kind of soulless. So here, just the ambience in the room, it definitely feeds back and helps the performance, I think. And also what I loved about the characters is the, the, the contrast between them. You've got these two young lads who are obviously good mates and bounced off each other wonderfully. And then this old kind of has-been gangster who's kind of seen it all, done it Which all. Which was you. Well, yeah, of course it was me. Yeah, but did you? <laughs> but, 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 who, else is, who else is an old daft bastard? Like, that's my agent's like called Dylacon. It just get me. But what I like is about the young characters operate with the old characters. It's two different eras yeah. come to pass. They mentioned at some point Robin and Old Day, my character would never have done that. Mm. You know, there was a code. He would have slit her neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they only hurt her own. They only hurt her own. But do you know what I mean? There was a code of conduct mm. then between gangsters that, believe it or not, even with the craze, I would say, oh, they only hurt her own. Yeah, they know your fucking head to the wall, but they only made a mum and ass cup of tea. But they did have a code. Yeah. Whereas today, gangsters and villains, that to me is gone. Now just anything goes. Mm. And you can see every day of the week, 79 year old women getting battered for like two quid for a bag of smack or something. And so I think them changes in how gangsters were and how they were perceived to today is a vast ocean of change. Could you also say that's slightly rose-tinted as well, to There's look back on it? There's nothing rose-tinted about it. The violence in gangsters, <laughs> violence in gangsters is not good. No. But they did have this code where civilians, if you like, were out of bounds. Mm. And that, sadly, is not about anymore. It really is dog-eat-dog. Dog. So it sounds and like you've, getting worse. you've really, like, sort of read into the back, background of your character, you've really like, embodied that. In, just in that speech, it sounds like something you would have said. Like, but obviously we got introduced to your character a bit more. Did you guys, how do you feel like your characters are, would do you know what? feel like that? How, did you, re, how think, did you imagine your characters like in other scenarios and stuff? Yeah, I think, I think with regards to sort of our characters, I think we're just sort of a bit pathetic, to be honest. In, 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 in the script, um, 
But I think the, the, the message... I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not pathetic in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm hard as nails. Um, it's called acting, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called acting, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I think I, what's kind of really poignant about that is that, like Steve was saying, with that, that journey from where we were then to where we are now, obviously, we had a big old incident uh, at the Arndale sort of um, recently, uh, and I'd had the script by then. I was sort of thinking about that. And I think the kind of... Um, the innocence of, of the two characters is actually something that people sort of should should hear. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that's, that's a bad thing for, for two kids to, to, to want to be criminals is one thing, but for them to be rubbish at it is maybe something that's really interesting for people to hear. And, and the way that Steve's character and kind of Tommy kind of reacts to them saying, and the way sort of Steve portrayed it, which was absolutely fantastic, if you don't mind me saying. Um, straight but, on the CV. But, yeah, straight on the CV, yeah, yeah. Um, but the way, the way he sort of kind of um, took pity on them and, and, and kind of really portrayed the fact that they are really harmless is, I don't think that's a bad thing for people to be hearing right now. You mentioned the Manchester Arndale attack that happened mm. recently. How, yeah, yeah. Did that change how you wanted to play these characters then? Go on, Keita. No. No, it didn't really affect me either, to be mm. fair. Mm. I think as an actor, you, you really have to separate yourself from um, from, from things like that. I mean, we had a really interesting experience, me and Keaton, because we trained, we trained together. Um, and when we were, it was one day we were doing our Shakespeare duologues or something, and it was when the MEN uh, sort yeah, of bombing happened. Attack, yeah. uh, and and our, our director turned around to us and said, look, it's really, in, it, it's really important for you to know that Obviously, you could be sat here thinking, why am I not being an ambulance driver or, or a policeman or someone that can actually make a difference? And he said, you've, you've got to know that telling these stories is, is just as important. Um, otherwise, they'll be forgotten and no, nobody will ever know about them. So I think it's really important for you to take those things on. And yeah, I suppose subconsciously, I, I would have thought about that. Um, but I mean, in no way, in any sense, was that man going around and attacking innocent people, a gangster, in my no. eyes, can, for what I, I view as a gangster being. So I think just, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't really think about it too much, but it is an important and, thing. To and you have got about. criminals like robbing Maltesers from Asda and then stabbing people up in a shopping centre. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. So the way you were playing it, like, you, how, would you, what age would you say these characters were in your eyes? Were they sort of... Yeah, I was just doing it as my about age. About our age, yeah. about 22, 23. <laughs> well, Keaton's a bit older than me, but yeah. Mm. It's interesting to like, see, like... So you sort of like, didn't, didn't want to make them younger or anything? To seem no. more innocent, you wanted them to be like... Nah, because I think, I think tying down naivety to age is a really dangerous... It's a really dangerous area to be in, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone's stupid, if you call them young, it, it, just because someone's stupid and you play them young, I think that's, that's quite, uh, that's in fact, kind of disrespectful to, to people that, I mean, me and Keaton, I mean, I'm only 22, but I feel like I've been through enough in my life to sort of be knowledgeable and not sort of that, that stupid, you know. So you say, because you said you're not from Manchester, have yeah. you sort of, as you've been walking around, did you base any of your traits or any of the, the way that you were sort of held this role? Yeah. Did you... Um, take that off people you'd seen around or well he went to uni in Wigan so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know me and me and Paul have had various conversations about this you're based on Paul yeah I based it on Paul yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, no 
I think being from Manchester is more than just like being born in Manchester yeah. or or like Manchester is definitely a way of being or like a way a, a way of life and attitude yeah and, and everybody bangs on I mean everybody bangs on <laughs> about it um, but like I do I do really I do really get it and I, I was saying this the other day I, I like I'm from London I, I lived there until I was about 19 but I think I have already more of a connection with this city because it's easier to like because there's something to have a connection with other than just you know the big smoke and um, sort of being impersonal and um, though the trams are pretty rubbish up here that is the one thing that I'd have uh, shout have to out say. to Metrolink <laughs> shout out to Metrolink and I'm not shouting out Northern Rail because they can go away as well but um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I, don't, I wouldn't say I'd, I'd sort of taken taken it off of everybody because I'd say being mank is something more than just being born in sort of Manchester or whatever do you know what that's a great way to end a podcast I'd say <laughs> so uh, thanks for all for your time and thanks everyone for coming down thank you the pod play with Jack Wood